In today's show, Bitcoin rests at $28,000 as U.S. jobs data boosts the new Fed rate, hike bets, I'll be breaking down the latest technical analysis, and check it, less than a year until the next Bitcoin halving. That's right, 364 days away to be exact with the ETA on April 5th, 2024. And quoting Max Kaiser, Bitcoin will eat into the global finance until it's $1 million per coin. Send it. Also breaking news, Do Kwon converted illicit funds from Luna to Bitcoin, according to the South Korean prosecutors, as well as Mt. Gox repayment registrations are officially closed. I'll be sharing what's likely next, as well as Anthony Scaramucci says we're through the bear market as Bitcoin notches up 70% year to date. Also in today's show, U.S. presidential candidate opposes the Fed CBDC plans and says it will pave the way for banning and seizing Bitcoin. And here's my quote, CBDCs equals slavery, Bitcoin equals freedom, CBDCs, FTTs, STDs, SECs equals Satan, BTC equals God. Also in today's show, Bitcoin price explosion to $50,000 is likely, according to top crypto analyst Mikhail Vande Pop, quoting him here, the total market cap of crypto is above the 200 EMA and 200 moving average. Usually, it doesn't come back beneath. All things taken into account, including FTX, Voyager, Celsius, Luna, and Three Arrows Capital, were up from 15000 to 28.5. probably will continue to 40000 to $50,000 in the coming months. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market all this plus so much more in today's show hey what's good crypto fam this is first and foremost a video show so if you want the full premium experience visit our youtube channel at crypto again that's crypto news and welcome to podcast episode number 1244. I'm your host, JV. It's Friday. What a great time to be alive. April 7th, 2023. Let's dive into today's market watch. As you can see, we're currently correcting Bitcoin down 0.6% for the day, trading just under 28,000. We have Ether down 0.8%, trading just under $1,900. And a few in the green are XRP up about a half a percent, trading above 50 cents and Filecoin. And checking out CoinMarketCap.com. We got the crypto market cap sitting at $1.178 trillion with $32 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance at 45.9% with the Ether dominance at 19% even. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past 24 hours, we have ENJ leading the pack up 16% trading just under 49 cents, followed by Filecoin up 5%, trading just under six bucks, followed by Axie Infinity up about 4%, trading at $8.88, and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week. ENJ leading the pack up 15%, and Filecoin up 5%, and one of the biggest losers is Hex down virtually 11%. And checking out one of my favorite indicators, the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. We're currently rated a 64 in greed. Yesterday was a 63. Last week, a 63. And last month, a 50. Dead in the middle, which is neutral. So there you have it. How many of you are bullish for this weekend? Do you think we're likely to pump or do you think correct? Let me know in the comments below. And now let's break down today's technical analysis and check out the charts. Bitcoin showed little interest in moving higher at the April 7th Wall Street Open as fresh U.S. macro data boosted bets 
on further interest rate hikes, as we can see here in the Bitcoin one hour candle chart data from Cointelegraph Markets Pro and TradingView followed Bitcoin as it drifted around 27.9 on Bitstamp. U.S. non-farm payroll figures, the main macro data focus of the week, came in slightly below expectations, indicating unemployment rising more slowly than predicted. This in turn raised market expectations that the Fed would persist in raising interest rates to combat inflation at the expense of crypto and risk asset performance. The odds of another 25 basis point rate hike in May top 70% on the day, according to the CME Group's FedWatch tool, have been previously circled 50%, quoting them here. Another strong jobs report likely fuels speculation of a 25 BPS hike in May, says TED Talks Crypto. And another senior market analyst at Cube Analytics concluded that this and other recent unemployment data showed that there were not any major holes in the labor market as of yet. They are going to keep up until some Something breaks. He continued about the Fed policy in part of a Twitter follow-up analysis, quoting him again. So far, the banks are chilling and intervention has worked. Depositors aren't worried. The labor market is still too resilient and inflation is too high. Though it's decelerating, disinflation is fully underway. But the Fed is bound by their own handcuffs. And just ahead of the report, monitoring resource material indicators, uploaded order book data from Binance, which you can see here on your screen. And uh, yeah, this is as was reported to app to further dampen on the volatility. And meanwhile, the dollar bounces with the stocks as U.S. equities traded up on the day with the S&P 500 and NASDAQ index gaining 0.4% and 0.8% respectively. The U.S. dollar managed an uncharacteristic copycat bounce. Meanwhile, heading back above the 102 mark to hit its highest levels in several days. Quoting James Stanley, USD strength still showing up fresh higher high after the NFP report and also DXY reacting with strength to data that isn't necessarily all that strong. So there you have it. And uh, big news for the Bitcoin having, as you can see with this clock, we're literally 364 days out, so less than one year with the uh, expected uh, time being April 5th. 2024. So Bitcoin having, let's go. And quoting Max when he's talking about the total addressable market being over 400 trillion and Bitcoin tapping into that. And he ultimately predicts Bitcoin will continue to eat into global finance until it's one to $2 million per coin. I hope he is right. The only question is, when is that likely to occur? Now let's discuss the latest of what's happening with Terra's Doquan as he was illicitly selling, I guess, or trading his Luna coin for Bitcoin, which is not surprising to me because Bitcoin is, you know, the, the coin you want to be holding. Now, South Korean prosecutors have identified 414 billion won, uh, 314 million USD in illicit assets associated with Terraform Labs co-founder Do Kwon and his associates. Out of the identified illegal assets, prosecutors linked about 91 billion worth $69 million to the specified amount directly to Kwon. And although Kwon amassed millions, none of the assets tied to him are recoverable or under jurisdiction of the South Korean authorities. This is mainly because of the now arrested former CEO reportedly converted most of his illicit funds into the king crypto using overseas crypto exchanges instead of investing in physical assets as per a report published by the local media outlet KBS. Early investigations into terror collapse by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission revealed
revealed that Quan siphoned nearly $100 million worth of Bitcoin from Terra post-collapse. That means after. And in another report based on the SEC interview with former Terraform Labs published in a South Korean media, Quan was accused of siphoning $80 million a month before the collapse of the Terra ecosystem. So it's like he had hindsight to know that this was uh, inevitable and was going to occur. The South Korean authorities have requested Binance to halt any withdrawal requests associated with Quan. Binance confirmed to Cointelegraph that they're cooperating with the prosecutors and offering any assistance which they need. Quoting them here, we provided Korean LE authorities with the requested assistance. Since we cannot comment on the ongoing LE investigations for any further comment, please reach out to the prosecutors. Now, South Korean prosecutors are actively tracing properties associated with Terraform Labs executives to recover some illicit funds from the Terra debacle. On April 3rd, prosecutors seized homes and other assets to stop the former terror employees from selling things that might be tied to the legal case. And rumor has it, it was like $180 million worth of real estate, as I reported on in yesterday's show. In addition to the residences in Seoul, owned by former CEO Shin Hong Seong and others, the prosecutors also filed foreclosure actions against their foreign registered vehicles, uh, lands in Huen Swang, Wei Pong, I can't pronounce all this stuff, but places and provinces in South Korea. Terra was a booming crypto ecosystem until its $40 billion collapse of May of last year. What was initially thought to be a market-triggered event turned out to be a clear case of fraud with the former CEO at the Epic Center. And according to the on-chain data in the three weeks leading up to the DPEG at Terra UST stablecoin, one entity dumped over $450 million of USD to the open market. And four days after the last sale, UST started collapsing. The entity behind the massive dump was none other than Terraform Labs. You can't make this stuff up, folks. Uh, and despite an arrest warrant from South Korean authorities and an Interpol red notice against his name, Kwon continued to evade arrest for nearly a year before recently getting caught on March 23rd in Montenegro. So there you have it. I mean, how do you think this is likely to play out for Do Kwon? Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. And does it surprise you that he was illicitly trading uh, Luna the ish coin for Bitcoin? Doesn't surprise me whatsoever. And now let's discuss this Mt. Gox recovery plan and how this is likely to impact the market and what's next. The saga of the Mt. Gox crypto exchange and the repayment of its creditors continue as the company released a new statement as to what to expect now that the registration window is officially closed. On April 7th, the former exchange released a statement from its rehabilitation trustee saying the deadline for creditors to provide their repayment info, clarification of payee and payment type has passed. It said that base payment, intermediate repayment, and early lump sum repayments will be carried out until October 31st of this year. However, the final deadline might be extended with the permission of the Tokyo District Court. The note also said that the trustee would carry out the necessary preparations to make the repayments, including confirmation of the selections of repayment and sharing the information with banks, fund transfer providers, crypto exchanges, or any other custodian involved with the repayment. So for this reason, the note read, in light of this, it is expected to take some time before the repayment is commenced. The initial demise of the exchange happened back in 2014 when it was forced to shut down after a hack amount to a loss of 850,000 Bitcoin. Despite the FTX catastrophe in November of 2022, Mt. Gox's demise remains the greatest crypto robbery in history, and there has been continuous days delays surrounding the repayment of funds to those affected. Back in 2018, a Japanese court finally approved a compensation plan, and in March 20th, uh, I'm sorry, March of 2020, announced a new system for remaining funds to be claimed by creditors through proof of claim via bank statements, transaction records, and identification 
application uh, documents. The deadline for submitting claims was set for October of 2020, which subsequently pushed back to December. And after all the claims were received, the amount totaled nearly $16 billion, more than was available for repayments. That's literally more than the loss of FTX, which defrauded, uh, I believe, over $10 billion from investors. Now, in February of 2023, Mt. Gox Investment Fund, which is the largest creditor, decided to go for the option of an early payout in Bitcoin for 90% of what is owed instead of waiting for a longer or larger payment. So there you have it. So that's the latest with what's happening with Mt. Gox. And now let's break down what's happening with uh, the bear market officially being over, according to Skybridge Capital CEO, Anthony Scaramucci. Shout out to the mooch. Following Bitcoin's stellar start for this year, Skybridge Capital founder Scaramucci believes we're through the bear market and expressed confidence in his firm's crypto investments. However, the mooch qualified a statement by adding that it's a guess and we don't know. Hey, at least he's being honest here. In an April 6th interview with Yahoo Finance, Scaramucci noted that Bitcoin has consistently outperformed every other asset class over longer periods of time, quitting him here. But anytime you've held Bitcoin in a four-year rolling interval, so you pick the day, hold it for four years, and you've outperformed every other asset class. And as uh, pointed out here, as I shared a little earlier on this clock, there's only 364 days remaining until the estimated time of the halving, which is set to be April 5th, 2024. Just note that that can change at any time, obviously, as it updates. Now, Bitcoin historically has operated on a four-year halving cycle, which we refer to as the Bitcoin having the theory behind the price cycle is the block rewards being halved makes the bitcoin in existence more scarce and therefore more valuable bitcoin has recorded gains of nearly 70 percent thus this year according to cointelegraph pro increasing from 16.5 to 28,000 compared to the s&p as well which has risen by only seven percent during the same period now bitcoin's inviolable start to 2023 also comes amid what can only be described as a poor market and regulatory conditions that may yet weigh down the price Crypto institutions based in the U.S. are struggling to find banking partners and liquidity following the collapse of crypto-friendly banks such as Silvergate, Silicon Valley, and Signature Bank. And there are fears that U.S. is printing into place a policy to prevent the banks from interacting uh, with crypto. And additionally, the two largest crypto exchanges in the world, according to CoinMarketCap, Binance, and Coinbase, both have been subject to recent scrutiny from the regulators as Operation Choke Point continues in crypto. Coinbase received the Wells notice on March 22nd, notifying a possible enforcement action from the SEC, while Binance has been sued by the CFTC for allegedly violating trading and derivative rules. Yet, despite these events, the crypto sentiment remains positive, as I shared with you earlier, in the crypto greed and fear index. So there you have it. Now for our next story of the day, take warning of these CBDCs. I've been warning you virtually every day here in the show that CBDCs are no good and Bitcoin is the antidote to the central bank digital currencies, which are being rolled out right now in real time. Now, a candidate for the U.S. presidency is opposing the Fed's plan to create a central bank digital currency, saying that it could ultimately lead down the path where the government seizes your precious Bitcoin. And we sure as hell don't want that. In a lengthy message, Robert F. Kennedy, who recently announced that he is running for the 2024 presidential campaign as a Democrat said that the government's plans for a CBDC greased the slippery slope to financial slavery and political tyranny. And according to Kennedy, the lack of anonymity associated with CBDCs is a grave danger that would allow the government to expand its authority and intrude into people's lives. Quoting him here, while cash transactions are anonymous, a CBDC will allow the government to surveil all private financial affairs. The central bank will have the power to enforce dollar limits on our transactions, restrict 
thing where you can send money, where you can spend it, and when money expires, a CBDC tied to digital ID and social credit score will allow the government to freeze your assets or limit your spending to approve vendors if you fail to comply with the arbitrary uh, diktats. An example, vaccine mandates. He makes a superb point, so beware. Kennedy goes on to say that a CBDC would eventually pave the way for the state to start banning and seizing Bitcoin, just like they did with gold in the 1930s. Quoting him here, the Fed will initially limit its CBDC to interbank transactions, but we should not be blind to the obvious danger that this is the first step in banning and seizing Bitcoin as the Treasury did with gold 90 years ago today in 1933. All I got to say is good luck with trying to seize that Bitcoin. The presidential candidate further says he believes that the governments around the world will use alarmist tactics to usher in an era of global CBDCs. Quitting him again, watch as governments, which never let a good crisis go to waste, use COVID and the banking crisis to usher in a new wave of CBDCs as a safe haven from the germ laden proper currency or paper currencies or as a protection against bank runs. Now, the Federal Reserve currently has plans to release FedNow, its CBDC service in July. And considering it's April, that's March, April, May, June, July. I mean, just a few more months away. I mean, a few months around the corner. And here's a quote that I came up with just yesterday. CBDCs equals slavery. Bitcoin equals freedom. CBDCs, FTTs, STDs, SDCs equals Satan. And BTC equals God. Let me know if you agree or disagree. Holla at your boy. And hopefully each and every one of you agree because we know the evil plans of the CBDCs as we've been, you know, pulling the red flag and waving that for quite some time here on the show. And now for uh, the moment you've all been waiting for, let's break down this $50,000 Bitcoin price prediction in the coming months as per crypto analyst, me Calvin they pop, and then we'll dive in to do some live uh, Q&A and I'll read everyone's comments out loud, giving everyone the opportunity to get your comments heard. Now a widely followed crypto analyst is predicting huge gains for the king crypto in the coming months. Me Calvin they pop tells his 652,000 Twitter followers, Bitcoin looks good against the 200 week exponential moving average and 200 week moving average. Quoting him here, the total market cap of crypto is above the 200 EMA and 200 moving average. Usually it doesn't come back beneath and all things taken into account, including FTX, Voyager, Celsius, Luna, and Three Arrows Capital, we're up from 15,000 to 28,500. Probably will continue to 40 to $50,000 in the coming months, which he outlines right here in this chart. However, at this point in time, Bandai Pop says that Bitcoin is searching for lows before it can go long, making altcoins like Ethereum better bets at the current moment. Quoting him again, Bitcoin searching for the lows and therefore will probably be looking for longs. Altcoins and Ethereum are are stronger at this stage. And for now, Vande Pop says Bitcoin is right below its main level of resistance of 28.6. Quoting him again, the 28.6 price level for Bitcoin remains to be resistance. With this current structure, you'd like to see a sweep in support again. This level is at 27,600. And as you can see alongside this chart, if that holds, we'll bounce back up. Continuation up until 27.6 or 28.6 gets tested again. So there you have it. And zoom in on a Bitcoin's chart, the trader says we have yet to see what Bitcoin will do next. Let's see BTC and with Bitcoin currently trading just under uh, 28,000. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analyst's bullish price prediction of a 40 to 50,000 dollar Bitcoin price in the coming months ahead. Let me know in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.